American military veterans are saluted and thanked for their service, but very few understand military culture, values, or the people who serve. This is We Salute by the Open Source, a podcast about the St. Louis region's military veterans. More than 200,000 of these incredible people live in our community. I'm your host, Dick Hewlett, and we'll be back in a minute. This We Salute episode is sponsored by the National Drug Card, America's number one discount prescription choice. The National Drug Card saves money on all FDA-approved drugs for the uninsured, high co-payers, and meds that are not covered by insurance. The free National Drug Card even saves on pet meds. Go to WeSaluteVets.com. There you'll find the link for more information. Share what you've learned about the National Drug Card with friends, family, and pet owners. The National Drug Card is accepted nationwide at nearly all pharmacies. Remember, the National Drug Card is absolutely free. Just print and submit to your pharmacist. The link to more information is on the We Salute website, WeSaluteVets.com. In all the decisions I have made in my public life, I have always tried to do what was best for the nation. Throughout the long and difficult period of Watergate, I have felt it was my duty to persevere, to make every possible effort to complete the term of office to which you elected me. In the past few days, however, it has become evident to me that I no longer have a strong enough political base in the Congress to justify continuing that effort. As long as there was such a base, I felt strongly that it was necessary to see the constitutional process through to its conclusion, that to do otherwise would be unfaithful to the spirit of that deliberately difficult process and a dangerously destabilizing precedent for the future. But with the disappearance of that base, I now believe that the constitutional purpose has been served and there is no longer a need for the process to be prolonged. I would have preferred to carry through to the finish whatever the personal agony it would have involved. And my family unanimously urged me to do so. But the interests of the nation must always come before any personal considerations. From the discussions I have had with congressional and other leaders, I have concluded that because of the Watergate matter, I might not have the support of the Congress that I would consider necessary to back the very difficult decisions and carry out the duties of this office in the way the interests of the nation will require. I have never been a quitter. To leave office before my term is completed is abhorrent to every instinct in my body. But as president, I must put the interests of America first. America needs a full-time president and a full-time Congress, particularly at this time with problems we face at home and abroad to continue to fight through the months ahead for my personal vindication would almost totally absorb the time and attention of both the President 
and the Congress in a period when our entire focus should be on the great issues of peace abroad and prosperity without inflation at home. Therefore, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. On August 9, 1974, President Richard M. Nixon walked across the White House South Lawn for the last time. He boarded Marine One. Standing in salute was a 21-year-old member of the Presidential Honor Guard. That man was from St. Louis. We'll be back in a minute. Located in St. Louis, the Open Source produces community-focused content. Everything that is published by the Open Source is about fulfilling the positive mission. The Open Source showcases the story of our neighbors in an effort to help everyone achieve and thrive. The Open Source TV streams on Roku, and the podcasts are available wherever you listen. Help the Open Source grow by sharing this episode. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Dick Eulitz, and this We Salute episode by The Open Source is about a military veteran who might not have been noticed the day Nixon left office, but his life was filled with amazing experiences. He made a tremendous impact on St. Louis. In 1972, Rich Gray commanded the death watch of FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover. As the first FBI director, Hoover led the agency for nearly a half a century. From 1924 until 1972, he grew the Bureau's responsibility and importance. He made the FBI an integral part of the national government. Hoover died on May 2nd from a heart attack. He was 77. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with a profound sense of personal loss that I learned of the death of J. Hoover. This truly remarkable man served his country for 48 years under eight presidents as director of the FBI with unparalleled devotion and ability and dedication. For 25 years, from the time I came to Washington as a freshman congressman, he's been one of my closest personal friends and advisors. And every American, in my opinion, owes J. Edgar Hoover a great debt for building the FBI into the finest law enforcement organization in the entire world. I have ordered that all flags on government buildings be flown at half-mast. But I will say that in doing so, that Edgar Hoover, because of his indomitable courage against sometimes very vicious attack, has made certain that the flag of the FBI will always fly high. Seven months later, Gray was in Independence, Missouri. He was commanding the death watch for President Harry S. Truman. Truman was our nation's 33rd president and best known for dropping the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. A short time ago, an American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima and destroyed its usefulness to the enemy. That bomb has more power than 20,000 tons of TNT. The Japanese began the war from the air at Pearl Harbor. They have been repaid many-fold, and the end is not yet. With this bomb, we have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction to supplement the growing power of our armed forces. 
In their present form, these bombs are now in production, and even more powerful forms are in development. It is an atomic bomb. It is a harnessing of the basic power of the universe. The force from which the sun draws its power has been loosed against those who brought war to the Far East. We are now prepared to destroy more rapidly and completely every productive enterprise the Japanese have in any city. We shall destroy their docks, their factories, and their communications. Let there be no mistake, we shall completely destroy Japan's power to make war. It was to spare the Japanese people from utter destruction that the ultimatum of July the 26th was issued at Potsdam. Their leaders promptly rejected that ultimatum. If they do not now accept our terms, they may expect a rain of ruin from the air, the like of which has never been seen on this earth. Behind this air attack will follow sea and land forces in such numbers and power as they have not yet seen, and with the fighting skill of which they are already well aware. We have spent more than $2 billion on the greatest scientific gamble in history, and we have won. But the greatest marvel is not the size of the enterprise, its secrecy, or its cost, but the achievement of scientific brains in making it work. And hardly less marvelous has been the capacity of industry to design and of labor to operate the machines and methods to do things never done before. Both science and industry work together under the direction of the United States Army, which achieved a unique success in an amazingly short time. It is doubtful if such another combination could be got together in the world. What has been done is the greatest achievement of organized science in history. Harry S. Truman died December 26, 1972 from pneumonia. He was 88. We'll be back in a minute. This We Salute episode is sponsored by the National Drug Card, America's number one discount prescription choice. The National Drug Card saves money on all FDA-approved drugs for the uninsured, high co-payers, and meds that are not covered by insurance. The free National Drug Card even saves on pet meds. Go to WeSaluteVets.com. There you'll find the link for more information. Share what you've learned about the National Drug Card with friends, family, and pet owners. The National Drug Card is accepted nationwide at nearly all pharmacies. Remember, the National Drug Card is absolutely free. Just print and submit to your pharmacist. The link to more information is on the We Salute website, WeSaluteVets.com. After an honorable discharge, Rich Gray came home. For two years, he worked as a Berkeley police officer. Gray left policing. He transitioned to broadcast media. For 12 years, he worked as Clue and KMOX's general sales manager. During his spare time, he founded and coached the St. Louis Eagles boys and girls basketball teams. Despite not being a basketball fan, his teams were successful. Gray coached the Eagles for 31 years. They won four national titles. 
Gray's roster included players who would become basketball superstars. Larry Hughes, David Lee, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, and Ben McLemore. If you do it the right way, um, people will follow. Stand on the corners with cups, and we were standing on the corner of Skinker and uh, uh, Forest Park. And Kelly Thames was on, on the corner, a 6'8", 260-pound young man at 17 trying to collect money, and he almost got hit by a car. And at that point, I called all the kids off the corner. I said, we're no longer going to raise money this way. We're going to go through the corporate. And so we've been very successful since then of going after uh, corporate support. In the early 1990s, Gray left CBS Radio. He launched the first 24-hour sports talk radio station, KASP 1380 AM, and became St. Louis's first African-American general manager. He also served as the president of the St. Louis Gateway Sports Foundation. Are you exhausted yet? I'm not done. We'll be back in a minute. Located in St. Louis, the Open Source produces community-focused content. Everything that is published by the Open Source is about fulfilling the positive mission. The Open Source showcases the story of our neighbors in an effort to help everyone achieve and thrive. The Open Source TV streams on Roku, and the podcasts are available wherever you listen. Help the Open Source grow by sharing this episode. Thank you for listening. Around 2010, St. Louis Mayor Francis Slay appointed Rich Gray to the St. Louis Police Board. Along with other commissioners, Gray's responsibility was to review and investigate citizen complaints against city police. The group also advised the mayor, the corrections and public safety departments, on detention facilities and policies. Four years later, Mayor Slay appointed Gray as the city's public safety director. Public safety is the largest municipal governmental office in the city. It oversees the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department, St. Louis Fire Department, nuisance properties, and so much more. Gray held the position of public safety director until 2017. He retired due to health issues. In 2019, the man who saluted Richard M. Nixon for the very last time and coached kids died after complications from heart surgery. We salute you, Rich Gray. You are a positive influence to all of us. I'm your host, Dick Hewlett. To listen to more shows like this one, go to WeSaluteVets.com. <laughs>